Welcome to another episode of Hell in a Cell Phone, the podcast where we attempt to... Guys, can you help me out with this? I don't know. What is our remit? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what we're doing. Don't even know anymore. We've decided to go back and look at the 2015 comedy from the people who brought you Airbud, Russell Madness. This is a movie... What? what? I was just going to say... Uh... I'm going to save everybody a lot of time in case you spend 25 minutes figuring out why you can't find Russell Mania anywhere <laughs> on any streaming service, despite the fact you have text messages from Aaron and Eric that say it's available for free. It is, in fact, as Aaron correctly stated, called Russell Madness. It sure is. I, uh, I, I have some theories am, about that. I am so mad, so mad that this movie is not called Russell Mania. Because what is well, is 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 Russell Madness supposed to be a play on Macho Madness, the the lesser no. known cousin of Hulkamania? I did some. I, I didn't do any like true investigation, but um, I would say using it was a little bit like um, like a Columbo episode, like using the, uh, the the evidence presented to me, I was able to form what I consider to be a cogent theory. And here's my theory. It was called WrestleMania. And I think that there was a uh, there was some kind of legal thing, right? Where they were probably, for one reason or another, they were basically told like, yeah, no, we, we're not going to let you use WrestleMania. And here's my reason. Uh, the, the, the song written for the movie was WrestleMania. The name of the wrestling dog is WrestleMania, which, by the way, not a very good name for a wrestling dog. Like, the fans are called the WrestleManiacs, but the wrestler's called WrestleMania. He's, he's just a state of, of mania. I thought his name was WrestleManiac. Uh, I thought so, too. I thought... Uh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe. Am I going to second margarita? <laughs> no. Damn it. Um, I, then, I, I, no, I, I want to back up real quick because... The fact that the Jack Russell Terrier's name is Russell pissed me off to no end, too. Bullshit. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but, okay, uh, evi- exhibits uh, C and D, if you will. C being that if you watched all of the credits, which I did, um, it actually says copyright of WrestleMania Entertainment. Which I guess it was like, you know, it's like, you know, I think when you make a, when you sell a movie, probably when the Airbud people bought the movie, they, the, the person who made the movie was just like, all right, well, I should incorporate. So he incorporated it as WrestleMania. Uh, and then finally, the only time that the words Russell Madness are used in the movie are in what I can only assume was a post-production like pickup scene where it's the... Like at some point, for no reason, the announcers go, "Like, oh, it's it's craziness here. It's Russell Madness, and that's it. That's the only time they say it." So I'm pretty sure that they really were they were intending for it to be called WrestleMania for a lot of things, and then they just had to make a, a switch at the last minute. They were like, "Yeah, Madness is the same. It'll be fine." Actually, Russell Madness is the condition you get from watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> I I also think that they might just be really bad at naming things because again it also pissed me off. The pet store in this is named Pet Utopia when Petopia is right there. Right there. 
I was going to say, um, I don't think it's a pet utopia to be kept in cages. I'm just going to say, <laughs> yeah. whose who's perspective is this a utopia from? It's a pet utopia where puppy mill puppies that are so traumatized they piss on everyone who picks them up are held. I just want to say the official Helena cell phone position on this is adopt, don't shop. Yes. Uh, that is that is for sure the way to go. I want to know if you guys think that the people who wrote this movie know anything about wrestling <laughs> or a lot about wrestling because it's only those are the only two options. Because no, nope, no, nope. I, I no, I've got a third option. But well, go on. Uh, here's my thing because there's some wrestling inside terminology in here, whether it's gimmicks. Whether it's uh, just the idea that like the matches of work, even Mick Vaughn being very close to Vince McVaughn, as we all know famously, Mr. McVaughn. And uh, so they know something about wrestling. However, I mean, I could get like sort of like the territory days and stuff like that. But at the same time, they think that there are rounds in matches. So I can't tell if someone just Googled wrestling and quickly grabbed a few words to pepper in the script to make it seem relevant. Uh, or they know a lot about wrestling and not a lot about movie making. Um, if it's okay, I would like to pick this question back up. At, I think at the end because I have I have a theory about this movie that I'd like to uh, that I'd like to tie all of it together based wow. on 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 what you're talking about, Bobby. This is great. This reminds me of like setting up this episode of the podcast as if it's a night at the 92nd Street Y where we have sort of like a long talk back conversation that we set up up top with a hypothesis that we'll explore through the next uh, hour long roundtable discussion. Oh, uh, stick with us. Okay. So we're Hell in a Cell Phone. I'm Aaron Benoit, joined as always by Bobby Hankinson, Woof Woof, and Eric Silver. This goes straight to the top. Um, and so just to give the, the broadest strokes what this is, this is a movie about a dog who wants a family, a talking dog, but maybe doesn't talk, who wants a family, um, who escapes from a pet store using acrobatics. Turns out he's good in a wrestling ring because this family has inherited one and is going to be exploited by an evil person later on. Okay. Yes. What I love about the setup of this movie, I mean, so many things, but the fact is this family win, you know, is inherits this old wrestling company. So the first of all, they're really mad because they can't wait to get back to San Diego, which already I call bullshit. Nobody can't wait to get back to San Diego. <laughs> Second of all, uh, they, they try to give you the very classic setup of like this thing. My dad left me after he died. This old meaningless thing. I don't care unless it makes me money. I'm going to sell it. Oh, what? I have to learn to love it first. <laughs> so like, it's like a very <laughs> standard trope. But what I love about this movie is it doesn't take any time to do anything. This is not so much a movie as much as it is an outline of a movie where it's like, yes. honestly, I feel like every decision thematically and narratively is justified in some way, but just barely. So it's like, why are you doing this? Oh, because this great next scene. What are you doing this? Why? Because of this next scene. Like there's no, there's like no beats of like humanity or reaction. It's just like giving you information over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, um, the, everyone knows that, the best thing in the world is a will that comes with conditions. Uh, and, and as you know, like we have to look, you can have this, this property that I'm giving to you, but you must run it. For, was it for a year or for a month? I don't remember. It has to be, it has to for a year. turn a profit within a year. Oh, 
<laughs> None of us are good at contract law. <laughs> I all I'm saying is this has inspired me. I want to name my own conditions for like the uh, the my DVD collection after I die. Like you get this, but you have to watch every DVD at least three times Eric, and be profitable. Eric, we all know you're going to get buried with all of your stuff. You're going to be like the Egyptians of old. Welcome to our financial planning podcast, Hell in a Shell Corps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Um, Yeah, I love conditions conditions with it. Uh, I think, but this this family gets into this, and, and every family member has, like, just one totally not multifaceted whatsoever just single faceted uno unfaceted unifaceted response which is like i'm for this i am against this and that's those <laughs> that's it nobody feels complicated no one has further needs further information or anything i mean everybody's basically for it except for the 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 father right and he's like uh, the I the guess... mother seems like super into it is yeah, super into like, yeah, into yeah. being able to sew yeah wow 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 um so oh, wait, first of all, wait, 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 they, they we, break we also, into the yeah, go on. We also need to, to point out the fact that they've inherited a wrestling theater. This is a theater that is only allowed to be used for wrestling once a week. There nothing else Actually, can be held here. You cannot really we're not allowed to rent it out for any other purposes. The wrestling ring stays in the middle and there's no nothing that you can do about it. Actually, during the weekdays they, they just show porn. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a porn theater with people just jacking off in the seats, and then on Friday nights they do a good wrestling show. The re- yeah, the wrestling nets them no money, but they get so much jizz money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we sh- yeah we show a lot of smut films. Uh, John Ratzenberger has been trying to buy us out for ages. <laughs> um. So okay, first of all, they open up they they open up this boarded up theater, and all of the lights are on. Like, who's been paying the bills? Like, what's been going on? Like, that's so expensive to keep that place turned on, especially when nobody's in there. Actually, it was written in the will that the electric company is not allowed to turn off the light until he reconnects with his estranged son. (laughs) Grandson, I think. Uh, Also, I don't know if if the strongest tag team is family... uh, that to me just has a very sexual undertone to it. Well, it's definitely wa- making my way into Maya and Natalie's wedding vows. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah. If you believe that the strongest tag team is family, please say I do. Do you take me for your tag team partner? Um, I also noticed that that kid took a real bump. He like, he was like, like uh, leaning on the rope and just like straight up fell. <laughs> Bobby Draper. Yeah, it, it, it was a botch. <laughs> um, this cast uh, actually. Also, I, we have Bobby mm-hmm. Draper playing the son, and the daughter was um young Tanya in I Tanya. She was young Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel, and she would play young Sabrina Spellman uh, in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh man, that kid's career is done when she gets old. Or no, it's going to had it's, Will Sasso. It's going to be it's going to be uh her career is going to be done for a long time and then she's just going to play the old version of characters. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, I thought I thought it was pretty funny though that uh, 
they're like you know this is during the exploratory phase where they're they're finding all of the 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 old memories of the uh of, of the theater and the kid goes to the office and sees this dusty ass book which by the way underneath there's like five comic books and the kid immediately goes for the dusty ass book leaves the comic books absolutely unrealistic He's a big history buff. He's a Civil War kid. <laughs> Ooh, is this stuff about our family? Oh, good. <laughs> uh, also, I I think that like uh, if this were in if this were like real life, the costumes that would still be left in uh, in the wrestling theater would be extremely questionable, right? I don't know. Unless maybe the incel monkey is taking care of it the entire time. Uh, how old is that monkey? Because I looked it up. Capuchin monkeys live to be at most 25 years old. Oh, no, no, that no, Eric. Is... Eric, Eric, you did not oh. do your, your further homework. In captivity, oh, no. capuchin monkeys can live to up to 50 years old. I still think that that, that monkey's dead or replaced. <laughs> well, that... He is a ghost monkey or, or a replacement. False flag monkey. Listen. <laughs> Uh, my favorite part about the monkey is that they're talking about him and the son, grandson, whatever, the dad of this family is like, yeah, he used to call him his partner. I was like, oh, were they more than partners? <laughs> were, were grandpa and that monkey just roommates or what's going on? <laughs> he called him his partner, huh? How progressive. <laughs> wrestling doll what was it uh ill ill maniac yeah something like maniac actually that was my favorite nas album (laughs) um so he finds ill maniac and my favorite part was the father goes oh you found ill maniac oh man i used to love playing with him doing drop kicks and slamming him down and also like having him go off the top rope i'm like what what person ever describes the way that they played with a toy? <laughs> I hold them like this, and like... I grab them by the boots and swing them around. <laughs> what I want to know is why I was that a... action figure bleeding? Like, why did the why did the action figure have to do a blade job? I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is that action figure juicing? What's happening? Is he got the crimson mask? What are we? It why? was a stigmata. <laughs> I mean, we all know that Ill Maniac was possessed, right? Like that was <laughs> that was like the it, it was the background thing. That's going the subtext on, right? that's going on. Honestly, well, in this yeah. in this, who else is moving around? Who's who's moving the figure into different positions? <laughs> Honestly, in this movie, Eric, I would not be surprised. So okay, so we we need to so Russell escapes from the from Petopia, Petopia. not no. Pet Utopia, yes. Uh, not knowing that the kindly um, shop worker had planned to adopt him rather than send him to the pound. It was literally uh, his last day coming. before retirement. Like it, that's honestly like I was just about to get adopted. Uh, I wish, I, I, it's too bad that never comes into play later in the story. <laughs> So Russell does some flippy shit, kicks the manager in the chest, and slides across the hood of a car in order to get away. What's interesting about that, I thought, was that Russell, who's voiced by Will Sasso, is attacking the store manager, who should have been played by Will Sasso. 
No, wait, no, I no, thought Will Sasso uh, hunky, was the monkey. The monkey is Will Sasso. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Never mind, strike that from the record. However, Will Sasso should have also played the shopkeep. Who would have noticed? You know what I mean? It just feels like a part Will Sasso was born to play. Yeah, the the shopkeep was like played by like not Will Sasso. Yeah, by like a by, by a new Will Sasso, and I don't like a new Will Sasso. <laughs> I like the original Will Sasso. I like Will Sasso like I like my Coca Cola and my Oreos original flavor. Oh, like cl- you're you like classic Sasso. Yeah, and my M and M's. It's cl- classic. Classic. Yeah, just bring us that classic Sasso. I like I like Sasso. I like Sasso classic in the glass bottle with the real sugar. <laughs> oh, we call that Mexican Sasso. Il Sasso. <laughs> okay. Il Sasso was Nas's second album that I really liked. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Oh, fuck. We need to have a serious discussion about some of the rules in this movie. Because Will Sasso the monkey reveals that he could talk to the little girl um yes for uh to which the little girl's response is to then t-dom him (laughs) into putting on a dress and having a tea party with her everything's negotiable everything (laughs) so the monkey can talk to everybody the monkey can choose which humans can hear him and at what times when he's speaking human dogs cannot talk to humans do i have this right yes so basically dogs can't, yes animals yes. A- a- animals are like any other language and so you could speak it if you know it so the monkey is multilingual and can speak dog and human and a couple other things he mentioned uh but the yeah dog, but wait but wait the dog the, the dogs can dog. also understand human no, but, but I, do- dogs can also speak human. But they can't speak. They can only understand. Exactly. They, it's not like he can read it, but he can't speak it. You know what I mean? Uh, he yeah. can hear human, but he can't speak it. But okay. no one, but no human. Humans can't speak monkey or hear monkey. They can't speak dog or hear dog. They can only hear the monkey when the monkey is speaking human. But no, uh, but but also, also but wait okay. but wait because there's parts where the monkey is on the father's shoulder when he's with um w- uh, with Tiger King Cliff Clavin, and um only the father can hear what the monkey is saying. I think he's just I think he's just softly. stage whispering. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's stage yeah. whispering. Yeah. My favorite part of 90, my favorite episode of 90 Day Fiance is when that monkey has to pass like an app on his phone that translates what he's saying to the jaguar he's on a date with in, a, in the Brazilian uh, Amazon basin. Any 90 Day Fiance fans here? Nope, just me. Okay, great. <laughs> no, I haven't gone down that road yet. Uh, I would I would argue that um, the the bigger attraction to this world is not necessarily a dog that wrestles, but a monkey that speaks seven languages. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you could make this theater profitable in one month with Look, a monkey that talks to everyone. They didn't inherit inherit an oratorial theater. They inherited <laughs> a wrestling theater. What are they going to do? Make them give speeches in the middle of the ring? Host a TED Talk Listen, from the turnbuckle? What do you want him to do? You have that monkey cut promos. What if, What if? look, there's a lot that goes into wrestling. It's not just taking bumps. Sometimes it's just, look, there's a reason why that why uh, Jesse James 
is, you know, is the wrestler he is. It's not because he can fucking wrestle. It's because he's great on the mic. He is a monkey who can talk. Okay. Oh boy. Um, this leads to this leads to the next important question about this movie. Sure. What is wrestling? Evil Cliff Clavin has uh, snapped up all of the wrestlers on the West Coast for his promotion. Um, so he's calling whoever he can. He gets a convict who can on, crush on Craigslist. And cr- on, from Craigslist, he gets a convict who's able to crush cinder blocks with his bare hands to be a wrestler in the ring with a surfer who who doesn't want to do it because he's afraid like like legit afraid of this ex-con who um has has hands of steel. So that's when yes. when Russell comes in and starts wrestling with him. So now well, because uh it was it was by mistake because right Russell was running away from a bully dog. Mhm. Uh, who was bullying him over the sausage that he was supposed to be? It was, I think, it was a a turkey sausage. They were really big about about calling it a turkey sausage, which uh-huh. made no sense to me. Like, I was like, okay, I guess there's something like maybe they were talking. You know, they wanted to make sure that it was like halal. I like how they're <laughs> um, like, uh, okay, so in this scene, Russell gets a sausage. What kind of sausage is it? Uh, I don't know. I guess a turkey sausage. Okay, then he wrestles. What are the rules of wrestling? Who cares? Back to the sausage. <laughs> But it's a turkey, turkey, huh? Turkey sausage <laughs> smells like a turkey sausage. Let's be decided um, to be specific about. So, so the, so so, uh, Russell runs accidentally runs into the ring, and you know th- this uh, this convict is basically terrorizing everybody. He runs into the ring, and I bet I guess like accidentally like jumps off the ropes or like does a flip over. He does his like patented flip and winds up like landing on the convict and knocking him down and and pinning him right mm-hmm. well no or does he choke and... this no he chokes this one out i thought oh you're right you're right you're right oh he... right yes he does choke him out yeah which is upsetting uh, because dogs don't have shoulders that work like that <laughs> so yeah i know well the the paws were on either side of his neck i'm like what, what where is he restricting the airflow I mean, I know also this is fiction and dogs can't wrestle, but really, though, they really can't do choke holds. <laughs> they really can't do rest holds, though. That's really the thing. They're very high-octane NXT style, lots of flips, lots of sla- thigh slapping. Uh, not a lot of rest holds because they don't have the shoulder shrink. Okay? They they really hate dog wrestlers in Canada. Love the bears, hate the dogs. <laughs> well, bears can wrestle. Um, but I, to get back to your question, Aaron, I think, like... This is where we see, like, okay, so they set up a match where a guy is literally afraid that another guy is going to murder him. Uh-huh. And it seems like this is part of it. And, you know, everyone is just, like, straight on attacking each other. So, to me, this is, like, wrestling for them is, like, bum fights. <laughs> like, it's, it reminds me of uh, in, this, in the Spider-Man origin story where they're like, oh, Spider-Man's going to be a wrestler. But like for them, they're just like, oh, yeah, wrestling is just like ultimate fighting. So nothing is kayfabe and everything is kayfabe at the same time, basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so then it leads me to my next question. Okay. So we, we get a, a training montage. Does anyone want to comment on the training montage before I get to the next thing? Well, they got to eat um, it. I think it's crazy. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> 
Why they gotta eat eggs? Why they gotta eat raw eggs like what? that? Why is that always part of it? I don't. Why? Why does look? I don't care how many languages a monkey speaks. I am not going to entrust him to watch my two young children, <laughs> like all over the city of Portland. See, really, this is honestly a movie about the opioid crisis affecting the mother of this family, who's like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Open a fucking wrestling school. I don't know, why'd you put a fucking ad up on Craigslist, you fucking useless turd? He's just, just like smoking a cigarette in like a lounge chair, like, fuck this. Yeah, I don't know. Take the fucking kids, monkey, whatever. You're hungry? Here, let the dog fucking feed I, you. I used to use a sewing machine like this. <laughs> oh, I used to sew. Oh, how I used to sew. Um, also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the monkey kept doing like Sig Heils. Oh, yeah. It was like, a, I mean, it's Portland, so I get it, but. Well, you guys <laughs> should know that there is but one piece of trivia about this movie on IMDb. And that is they only had four to six shots of the monkey that they just kept reusing, speeding up, <laughs> slowing down, and remixing this whole movie. <laughs> That is the only trivia fact on IMDb about this movie. It's true. They could only afford to lease the monkey for a few hours. Yeah, they just kept reusing it. It, Wait, is that why the monkey keeps talking? It's like the monkey talked about bananas only once, but they were like, well, we just got to keep using more banana lines because we only got the same footage over and over. Well, the, the monkey wasn't actually talking. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, I'm pretty sure they reused the monkey talking about a banana split twice. I think it's the same, the same well, footage. Really what the problem was, they could only get Will Sasso for so long because he's very in demand. <laughs> well, Remember? yeah, he had to work on the, MT- uh, the Mad TV reboot. He, was, uh, he was really good at Vine, really early in Vine. Oh, yeah, he really was. I think he's also friends with um, with Chris D'Elia, so fuck that guy. Yeah, that also just popped in my head when I remembered that, because the two of them, I feel like, were, were really big on Vine very early. They're they're big on Vine a lot. No, thanks. Um, but he has this fight. He chokes out a guy. It, of course, blows up on social media. Uh, he becomes a viral sensation. Uh now is when the inspector comes, right? The, no, 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 no. But, but the monkey. So the monkey no. um, arranges like that. That the the dog needs to be a part of the family, and then he will wrestle right. for them. Then we get the montage, and then after that, we get a battle royal to see who is going to face Russell next. And one of them is a mummy. With how FX breath? How? do gimmicks work in this world where it was an actual ex-con and an actual surfer who were wrestling is that a real mummy well they did they they unwrapped him and i was really wondering what was going to happen when they unwrapped the mummy and it was literally just a guy so i guess like now now that they have like a good wrestling dog maybe they attracted some uh some of the talent it's a little bit like like the first season of glow but I don't know. In the mummy, the mummy eventually looks like a regular guy when he's inherited enough souls or something, right? I mean, uh, does he I wear boxing boxer shorts? <laughs> I don't know. But now, Bobby, is when the building inspector shows up. Okay. So the building inspector comes. 
uh everything is going wrong uh the electricity doesn't shouldn't be working there's sludge in the in the sprinkler system it looks uh, like custard like it looks like the filling of yeah. a boston cream donut yeah, yeah. it was great. i mean the basis had this like character got to come in to be like watch us drop slime on a woman um <laughs> And yes. then, and then she's basically like, "You can't host any more matches here until you get all this stuff up to code." And of course, he's like, "We don't have the money for that." And she's like, "Oh well, beep boop boop." So now he needs to sell. This is very. This is where I feel like someone knew wrestling because this is like the territory days, and they can't afford things. Uh, and so he turns to the head of the World Universe Federation, the Wrestling Universe Federation. Anyway, it's WUS. Yeah, I think it's Wrestling Universe Federation. Which it, is whatever it woof. is, whatever it is, it took me way too long to realize that it was Woof. Yeah, same, same, same. same. Uh, uh, yeah, Nathan and I as well. But then, uh, and of course, it's Mick Vaughn again, very similar to our own beloved Vince McVon. And so <laughs> he goes, "All right, you can come wrestle for me, but just like." mr mcvon uh it's a bad contract that's basically like i own you bitch put your head in the fucking toilet um and so he's gonna take them out on the road where the father says what happens on the road stays on the road or the monkey says that someone the says monkey, that, says monkey says the it monkey says it that dog they is were... hitting the road to get fucked they were all get... all three of them were getting fucked yeah they're definitely the, living like the hawk road is a lonely to... mistress they're definitely like Hawk right before the match at Wembley Stadium. Just some tri-species tongue action. Oh no. Um, so there's okay. Just I want to pause on at this point because first of all, I think the building inspector was played by not Maya Rudolph. Yes, definitely not. Um, right, but like it kind of it was like a Maya Rudolph type. Um, and they also do they know what a building inspector does? Uh, like, Maya... I don't think building inspectors like take a wrench out. Was it not? A, was it point. not Maya Rudolph or was it not Megan Mullally? Oh, I got more of a Mullally mm. vibe personally. I don't know. I was thinking of like Maya Rudolph in like like um, the Good Place, uh-huh. like a little bit kind of uh, a little like sassy, but also bureaucratic. Megan Mullally always seems a little bit more sexual. I'm thinking Megan Mullally in 30 Rock. Right. I have to she's playing the same character. She's the, the, adoption, uh, the adoption lady. Coordinator. I'm not sure. I'd have to, I have to rewatch. Not important right now. What is important but again, though? Again, what do building inspectors do? That's not, I don't think that's what they do. Like literally like spraying the, the fire extinguisher, like operating everything. Oh, she took that fire extinguisher to the face. It's a good bump. Good bump. Yeah, great spot. She sold the hell out of that. So she can't say this. So he's on the road with Vince McMahon's uh, company. And right before he leaves, all three family members are like, you're going to be back before my birthday, right? And our anniversary. And Easter. Like, everything was very uh, important. All these dates coming up that, of course, he would never imagine missing you guys. So those were all the same day, actually. I was like, "What a bu- what a busy spring this family has! <laughs> they have a lot going on in the springtime." Jeez. So uh, the kid the kid has a birthday party, by the way, 
they have a, a wrestling themed birthday party where he is the only one dressed up in uh in a leotard and or a unitard i guess and all of the other kids are wearing sumo suits. It, it, there was a weird vibe to it. Like, why is everyone else protected and this kid isn't? It sounded like it felt like he wanted to be like just like smothered in human flesh. <laughs> this More is also wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, this is also the same kid who bribed three friends or for three kids to come to a wrestling match with hot dogs, but like never interacted with them ever again. Well, they were at like every hot dogs. They were at, yes, they did. They were at like every wrestling match eating, cramming hot dogs and little fat fucking faces. (laughs) Every single one I saw, I looked for him and I saw him. I was like those fucking kids. But I want to believe that that they started coming originally for the hot dogs, but eventually they fell in love with wrestling, and then they came for the love of the sport, entertainment. No literal sport here. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, fuck. A... In fact, it's it's a big deal when they find out that one of the matches was fixed. Uh huh. So like, that's when this was a fixed match. Uh, Russell gets to fight a wrestler portrayed by. A wrestler you we may know as John Morrison, but in the film he's known as the Hammer. Which honestly, he has yes. a, he does basically the exact same entrance, except it, that yes. it take, he takes an extended break where it looks like he's about to play rock paper scissors. <laughs> yes, he also his entrance music is basically like it's thunderstruck, yep. but like uh, written for the movie. Hammer time. <laughs> hammer na 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 and so the hammer is supposed to take a dive but instead pulls an old trick out of his sleeve and uses a dog whistle he calls dun, russell dun, a dun. thug uh i thought i really thought he was going to blade <laughs> Um, well, because this so, is also where it gets to the point where is this at what point is this animal abuse? <laughs> uh, uh, you mean like in the, in the world? Yeah, in the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, because like when you know, like when we get to the the big finale, there are there's a crowd literally waiting to see two grown men attack a dog and a boy, a small dog and a child. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To like to physically hurt them. So yeah, okay. So in order to get there, um, turns out McVaughn was uh, was was lying in the contract. There was a special paragraph that you needed uh, a magnifying glass to look at, as is the uh, the trope. Um, really bad on him though for not having a lawyer at least glance at that contract before signing it. Also bad on him for being like. What's that very small, indecipherable markings on this contract? Oh, well, I'm sure it's nothing. Here we go. Let me sign anyway. It's like, was it so small you couldn't see it at all? Because I feel like even if there was something that was just very small and I couldn't quite make it out with my naked eye, I'd, then I'd be like, I should probably make sure I know what that says. Just me? Okay. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm of the... If this guy is being a jerk and and in this world, this one contract is probably the only piece of this contract that exists. 
I'm of the world where you could just like rip up that contract or like put it in your mouth and then foil him that way. Yeah. Um, I think what we're getting at here is that um, no- nothing is like jobs are not like like the person who wrote this does not know what jobs are, does not know what contracts <laughs> are, does not know what wrestling is. Um, also, at one point, um, the they say like uh, where I come from, wrestlers win on their own merit. That's where. <laughs> where does that ever happen? So the dog is being held. It, it now belongs to Mick Vaughn, who's who's got him caged up somewhere. Uh, the monkey uses some shadow puppet pantomime to make the one inept guard think that he has a gun. They free the dog, but it turns out they didn't even need to go through all the business of freeing the dog because the original person who adopted it hands the uh the adoption certificate to the ferraros and the dog is now theirs um can i just zoom in on something in that escape by the way definitely can uh so did anybody notice that when um when hunk the monkey like climbs through the the air shafts and he like he finds the security guard who's listening to his headphones and watching i guess like watching the security television did you guys notice that the keys were like hanging on his belt, but they had removed the the springy tooth of like the part that hangs on the keychain? I did not. Do you know what I'm talking about? I did about? not notice that. So, no. So basically, it was like it was like you know I think they they were like look we've tried a couple takes with getting this monkey to unlatch the key from his belt loop and it's just not working. Let's just take off the tooth. We'll just lightly hang these keys from his belt loop, and the, I think the monkey can handle that. It was literally like it, it looked as if the and if every time the security guard gets up, like the keys just immediately fall off because. The 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 thing hanging like I don't know what you call that like uh the clip, mm-hmm. the clip was like broken. It was a broken clip. I just I th- I found it really funny because I was like it again. It reminded me of just like uh, <laughs> I, I don't know it. No, I'll just whatever. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. It just it felt like it was like the 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 laziest fucking thing. They were like, we can't even get an animal handler on here. We're not gonna like. This monkey's got five takes in him tops. Let's not try. Let's not try too hard. Can anyone explain to me what "family" is a verb means? And was that a callback uh, to something that was said earlier in the movie that I just gla- uh, glossed over? Um, I think it's a callback to that to the photo album that they open up in the beginning of the movie, where the first page at the top it just says "family." <laughs> I don't know. I think I think this movie was written by a person who also doesn't understand how language works. This movie made me hate wrestling and animals. Yeah, I hated dogs, wrestling, movies, television screens, my couch, little uh, boys, gl- gl- glasses, like everything I that made that facilitated me having to suffer through this. Uh It wasn't even like Pacific Blue is terrible obviously, but it's a lot of fun to watch. This wasn't nearly as much fun to watch. No. And so the final, like the big finale of this here, um, 
Cliff Clavin has said that um, they need to, uh, they, they cannot have the wrestling arena back. So they challenge, of course, to a wrestling match to get the wrestling arena. Cliff Clavin says it's going to be a tag team match. So the dog needs to find a partner. Now, John Morrison's partner is the uh, the large yodeling mountaineer that he tried to recruit earlier in the film. Um, the dog's partner is the little boy. Bobby Draper. Bobby Draper. And they decide to start the match not with the dog who is, in, who is able to somehow do incredible flips and, and take out all of these large men. But start with the child against the large hulking German man. Well, you need you need to give the dog the hot tag. <laughs> yeah, that's just good storytelling. That's Aaron. just come on. Yes, and that. But then every single move that the child makes in the wrestling ring is illegal. He starts by uh, running through his legs. Um, the mom then hits him with the purse. Pulls the hair. There's a nut check. And then how disgusting was the nose hair pull? Oh, boy. That's the thing. Like, these movies are, like, so wholesome. You know what I mean? Like, they're very wholesome. So it just seems, like, weird that they, like, double down so hard on, like, the gross-out humor. Like, the peeing and the boogers. It's like, uh, what? Yeah, I mean that's what they that's what they show instead of like you know tits and ass. It's like this is uh, the 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 gross out humor is like the hard R of this of this type of movie. Uh, you know what the kids they want to see? It's the piss and the boogers. We got yeah. Give me more. Give me more booger hair. Uh, more nose hairs. Ugh. Have them. St- they were like still sticking out of his nose Ugh, after so, he pulled. I didn't, them. I didn't want to think about it anymore. It was so disgusting. <laughs> They win, and then, oh, God, I, I forgot even from the very beginning. There was, Have we ever talked about your, your, your tall girl feelings about the movie no. Tall Girl on this before, Bobby? Do you want to talk about that real quick? So. Wait, but I, I don't understand how I it relates you had, to this. No? So at the beginning of this movie, they're, they're doing like the voiceover, and I became the greatest wrestler ever known. And then there's the tall girl rest, uh, record scratch where it then zooms in on, this is me, Russell. I'm a dog. Yeah. That's true. I do have in my notes for this movie, oh, God, the dog is the narrator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I guess I should have known going in. But boy, was it, did it hit hard when it, when it, really, when it really got, when I really sunk in this time. There was just so much exposition that they needed to cover. Of course, they had to have the dog be the one to... It's his story to tell. Yeah. That's true. I guess you really... I, I mean, though, I would like to see it from the monkey's perspective. <laughs> A lot more jizz in that one. Oh. Or the little girls. I feel like she'd be like a lot of tea parties, <laughs> a lot of hostage situations with various animals. Oof. Um, um, the dad in this, though, what I don't understand is, like, they just let... As far as they know, their dog and their child are currently in a real fight, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they just let it happen. They're like, whoa, whoa we can't interrupt. Whoa, 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 whoa. The ref is like, mom, get out of the ring. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. I got till five. I got till five. You know what I mean? Like, it's very <laughs> weird. <laughs> they like, It's their business. Well, also, like, 
the you know you were saying the that uh russell's tag team partner was the boy that wasn't the plan originally russell's tag team partner was going to be the father but because neither the father and the mother or the mother know what's going on with their children at any time the boy comes out as the partner and the father's super confused he doesn't even realize when the match is going to start yeah like first of all and then he's like what a terrible promoter he should be in gorilla position he should know by the time (laughs) the entrance music starts that he should be on his fucking mark well, first of all, did you hear when he was like when when they were like, okay, we're gonna have one last match. Uh, we need we need Russell to get the belt. We'll have one last match, and then he goes, you know, we uh, you know, maybe it's best to just like as they say, best in wrestling to just go out on top. That is not what you do in wrestling. Nobody can retire with the belt. Are you fucking kidding? We didn't even mention uh. Fred Willard or the guy from Night Court as the uh, two announcers on here. Oh yeah, yes, Max. yes, and R.I.P. Charles, Fred Charles, something. I mean, the casting of the adults left a little to be desired. Like, I mean, the dad in this family could not, for someone with the last name Ferraro, could not be more outwardly Canadian than I could possibly <laughs> imagine. Like every word out of his, every time he opened his mouth, a bag of milk fell out. It was the most canadian thing and if you look him up at imdb it's like raised in deep river ontario canada you're like yeah he was (laughs) yeah he was do you think this guy was uh was what what happened if the father of in uh, rugrats went through the 3d portal and came out (laughs) oh man well should we put this one to bed well let me okay so i uh i'd like to now pick up um, the question that Bobby dropped, but you know, at the beginning of this. Okay, so here, here is my theory. Um, this, this movie is I, I consider it to be um, metafiction in the sense that it's a movie that exists. It's almost like like um, like the what is it? The Bobby Westfall universe in the snow globe, uh-huh. where I believe that this movie uh, is a work of fiction within a work of fiction because the writers of this movie, writer or writers of this movie, I think it's one writer, and I'll tell you why and who. Uh, the writer of this movie... There was credits. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in our eight-part series on Serial, you will find out who this writer or writers is. No, but... Okay, so this person, whoever wrote this movie, did not understand... Uh, that the world of jobs in general, right? They didn't understand what a building inspector does. They didn't understand what a lawyer does. Uh, they didn't even understand the English language. Um, they also don't under, like, they had a very interesting idea of what wrestling was. Like, they knew enough about wrestling to know moves, but they also thought that wrestling was real. They didn't quite get the pinning right. Like, a lot of times people were pinned on their stomach, which is not how that goes. Um, but for the most part, whoever wrote this movie um, was, you know, was the biggest mark in the world, or they were a wrestler themselves. And when I say they were a wrestler themselves, they are a wrestler in the world of wrestling. They are literally a kayfabe character who wrote this movie. And who could have possibly, who would fit the role of of writing this movie? Well, let's look at. Who the you know what's the perspective that this movie is written from? Yes, ostensibly it's from a Jack Russell Terrier, but <laughs> the next closest <laughs> the next closest character 
that we have who, you know, at, at some point, it's a little bit confusing in the beginning and the end when they talk about, and that's how I became the greatest wrestler because we keep seeing one specific person uh, being held up as the champ next to the dog, and that is the son, Maximiliano Fer- Ferrero, Ferraro of the Ferraro Rochers. Um, so now we have, you know, the closest character that we can identify with is Max, right? He's the son of a promoter. Uh, you know, that's, that's his background. Now, what do we know about this promoter? The promoter is, uh, he's tried to wrestle a couple times, but doesn't really do it that much. His son becomes a wrestler instead of him, right? Who is, that we know of, a son of a wrestling promoter who also happened to wrestle after and get and got into wrestling and, and distinguished himself more uh, despite his father's couple attempts at wrestling. Shane McMahon, <laughs> right? And what is Shane McMahon's wrestling uh, wrestling name? Shane McMahon, Shane O'Mac, Shane O'Max, Maximiliano. Huh? So what we have here is Shane, Shane McMahon writing this story. He doesn't, he's a wrestler, so he doesn't know what jobs are. Everybody in the World, World Wrestling Federation does not know what a job is. Nobody knows what the, like, nobody in, uh, like, the, the big boss man doesn't know how to be a policeman. The person who's like, you know, uh, IRA doesn't know how to do your taxes. Everybody in the, in the Federation has ostensibly a job that they are terrible at. So what I'm saying is, basically, we've got the, you know, we've got all of the makings here for a a world that was encapsulated within Shane O'Mac's vision. And that's why it that's how this exists. That's the that's the best way I can come up with to to make sense of this world. Okay. WrestleMania. I like it. <laughs> Uh, one thing though, Big Boss Man does know how to do his job because he actually was a correctional's officer, uh, and Paul Bearer was also actually uh, a mortician. But well, with those exceptions aside, though, Shane McMahon would not know how any of those careers work because he's also rich and out of touch. So uh, I think your theory still still works. Yeah. Okay. I, but you know, basically, yeah. The main point being that everybody with their gimmick is is like in the world of wrestling is terrible at their job. Like, Undertaker hasn't dug one grave. Like, what's the Buried Alive match? <laughs> you know, he's only... No, he never dug the grave. He just Fills covered the grave over with dirt. Oh, there was he's the time where, he, where he, dragged, uh, he dragged Austin out to the middle of nowhere. That's true. But he ended up not even finishing the job. <laughs> he's like, uh, also, Austin, I need to bury Austin it deeper. Austin wasn't dead. I would... Austin wasn't dead either. You have to... An Undertaker's main job is to bury dead people. So I don't know if you guys are caught up with NXT, but I love that they have this they have this Dexter Loomis character who's like a twisted artist, uh, and I really want there to be a wrestling character whose story is that they write uh, movies for the Airbud Movie Studio, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like it's kind of like No Way Jose, they're like a good time guy. They always come with a bunch of puppies to the ring, and then uh, you know there's like a good time. They never win. I mean, they get squashed every time, but. Then they had to say something really pithy afterwards, like, oh, man, uh, my wife wants me to come home for our anniversary dinner, but I told her I couldn't. I was really slammed. 
I didn't say it was good. Oof. That's the whole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the kind of Airbud quality joke you'd be getting. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually curious. I never saw Airbud. Is Airbud? I've never good. seen Airbud. Okay, so I watched all of this with Nathan. He did all the homework with me this week. And according to him, Airbud is better because Airbud doesn't talk. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I, so, I agree with that making it a better movie. Honestly, guys, oof, boy, I have both the time and the skills to recut this entire film without the dog talking. <laughs> oh, I literally, right. I literally think they give enough exposition other characters that i could do it i think you could recut this entire film without any um, do you think you could you do it without the the, the monkey no, would the have monkey to talk still keep. yeah you got to keep the monkey oh i was i was kind of hoping we'd get like we'd get rid of all of the animal talking because i i'm sorry i just there's just it was like one banana joke too many for me i couldn't do it or maybe well, this could be maybe this could be like a, uh, an internet thing like uh steamed hams but so it's um it's Russell Madness, but the only thing anyone says is turkey sausage. <laughs> Why I do believe it's a turkey sausage, I do, I do. Ollie, 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 oxen, free, 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 laddies. We wait. Is this the? Do we have? Have we had two media? Uh, I guess media homework assignments where we've had like British accents in an alleyway. Honestly, I think they use the same alleyway in both Pacific Blue and this movie. Wait, do you think do you think at some point when the bulldog and and the Jack Russell are fighting, the bulldog goes, "Hold on, hold on, I'm a cop." <laughs> Actually, the bulldog goes, "Uh, hold on, hold on, I'm a Bobby." Right? Is that what they are? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, a, lor- a lorry? No, that's a, a that's a taxi. I can't remember. Yeah, lorry and Bobby. A Bobby. I think it's a Bobby. I can't remember. One- Actually, Actually, it's a Billy. Is a Billy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap this up. Yes, please. Love us. Disagree. Want to choke us out with some with 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 the arms of a dog? <laughs> Not my best work. Can I do that uh, again. I'm sorry. Make us participate. Oh, no, go ahead. Aaron, you throw it to me again. That was bad. I don't want to use that. Love us. Disagree. Want to use the severed arms of a dog to choke us out in the middle of a ring? Wait, that one was better? Is it not? I don't know. It's a bit China's like Severed follow. arms. I try to follow my gut and see where it takes me sometimes. And that one, it's just, you know what? Uh, can we go? <laughs> you want to throw it to, throw it to Bobby again. Get a third one. Right, Love us. Do you want to shove a, do you want to shove a dog's paw down my throat while I come? <laughs> Love us. Disagree. Want to. Oh, is this for me? No, this is Bobby again, isn't it? I was okay, doing Bobby, it. That was it. listen. That was my uh, silent, my silent Russell cut of WrestleMania <laughs> answer. <laughs> you can keep this whole thing. You can just use this whole thing. Oh, we will. Don't worry. Great, Eric. Eric? My turn. Eric, you're gonna. <laughs> Uh, want to make us do a tea party? Let us know. Email us at hellinacellphone at gmail.com. Get updates on Facebook or Twitter at Pod or tweet at us individually. Eric at Prime Silver, Bobby at Bobby Hank, and Aaron at Slow Pass. Our theme song is There Are Traders in Our Myths by Disco Vietnam, and our art is by Alexis Yavni. Find links for both in our episode, episode notes. 
Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be back again with another episode next week. Guys, I miss wrestling. I think we got to go back to some wrestling. Yeah, I think so. I think think it's time. Does anybody else think, by the way, that that anniversary dinner was extremely manipulative? Yeah, in the (laughs) ring? Come on. Like, also, I made our children stay up. They wanted to be the waiter and waitress. Aw, you disappointed all of us. They were like, Mom, it's one in the morning. Can I take off this tie? And she's like, no. (laughs) Your father needs to see your father come home. (laughs) Put on that blazer, too. Kids, your father smells like strange. Why did they use Easter of all the holidays? They were like, are you also going to miss the resurrection of our Lord and Savior? <laughs> so weird. Are you going to miss the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> Why wasn't it like a graduation? It was like, are you going to miss the Stations of the Cross? <laughs> Whoa. Are the Ferraros super Catholic? <laughs> they are mid-century Guido after all. Truly. Ill maniacs. Oh, man. This is going to be a long fade out. Okay. (laughs)